going to wrap around the NFC now. Uh, we'll, we'll end with the NFC North, as always, because there's yeah. going to be more to talk about there. NFC East. Um, yeah, everyone predicted this coming in. No. The Washington Redskins are, are winning with 6-3 and three right now. Dallas 4-5. and five, Philadelphia 4-5. and five, And New York Giants 1-7. and seven, Just like everyone thought this was going to break down. Right? No. No. No? No. Well, Adrian Peterson's on the Washington Redskins. Of course they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose there's that. Yeah, so the 6-3 and three, um, Washington. They got Alex uh, Smith. He's doing some good things. And... I put this out there a couple weeks ago. Um, it is possible that trading for Alex Smith was the best move for Washington Redskins, and us as Minnesota taking Kirk Cousins was the best option for us. Yeah, it, it, it's possible both was it because obviously they weren't they weren't enthralled with Kirk Cousins. No, and obviously Alex Smith has been doing good things there because they're six and three. Yeah, he, you know, they got a game manager. He's got ten touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Adrian Peterson is—I don't know what year he thinks it is, but he's got almost seven hundred on the ground. It looks like he might have a thousand yard <laughs> season. <laughs> you never you know. Never know what Adrian. Yeah, so you got you got AP going for a thousand. You got Alex Smith game managing, and and somehow Washington is six and three. So. Them along with Jacksonville being three and six are my two biggest surprises, and and it's not even close for me. So yeah, I mean, I was right there with you because you go with Washington, they get Alex Smith in there, first year quarterbacks in the system. That's that's always interesting. Um, they had so many so much troubles with running backs, and then they signed Adrian Peterson, which you know we all thought after the last couple of years he didn't really have much left in the tank. He's kind of proven that wrong. Um, that defense has kind of been up and down, but they've been playing pretty well the last couple weeks. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. That, that's a huge surprise to me. I, I would have thought that they would have been competing with the Giants for uh, the lowest spot in this division. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're at 6-3. and three. I, I don't know if I'd say they're in the driver's seat, but maybe they are. You... Follow that you up got with two games up in, the, in your division opponents. Four and five Dallas, four and five Philadelphia, one and seven Giants. Giants early Giants are, on. Giants early on, Giants got into a couple games where they had a, they had a chance to win. They lost on a sixty-three yard field goal as time expired to Carolina, a team that is where am I six and three this year. So the Giants kind of early on. Could have won a couple games. I think that really would have turned their season. If they're sitting there at, at four and five right now, you know this this is a different dynamic, especially in that division. They didn't. Now it's just. I mean, they're almost like Oakland. I think. Granted, I did pick them to win tonight. So again, it's it, well at this point, it's like you're bleeding. You really can't stem that bleeding quick enough to make it matter. Yeah, Eli. You're at one and seven. Man, Eli, you have killing. to win out to make it competitive. They got Beckham. Saquon looks like the real deal. It, it's just I think that they need to get a quarterback in there, and they know that. I think. <laughs> uh, so yeah. You, anyway, six and three in the East. I think it, it certainly looks like Washington is in the driver's seat if they can just. Win a game or two inside this division. Yep. Um, I don't know. Apparently, we're going to see them in the playoffs. It, it, maybe. I, I think I would like that as a Vikings fan, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. That'd be that'd be a fine game for me to go play. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson wants to knock us out of the playoffs yeah, because, that. of course, he does. Um, I don't know why he's so mad at us. We paid him extra money when we didn't have to. So the nice thing is, if we get AP in the playoffs, we know he's going to fumble at least once or twice. So. Three times. Yeah. 
twice on the goal line, you know, it's no big deal. Um, yeah, uh, Super Bowl swamp a little bit with Philadelphia, it looks like. Uh, I think they've taken a couple injuries, but, I mean, nothing really big of note. Um, they've stayed relatively healthy. They just they can't seem to put together a complete game. <clears throat> yeah, they're, you know, the defense, not quite what it was last year. They lose Jay Ajayi for the year, but they've got weapons there receiver-wise. Wentz is back. It just it just hasn't worked. Uh, Dallas, a team that a lot of people thought was dead, just beat them last night. Yep. And a game that a lot of people, including myself, thought Philly was going to cover. I think they had like a seven and a half point spread on that, and I think a lot of people picked them to cover that because Dallas seemed like they're dead in the water. And now Dallas shows a little bit of signs of life. They get Amari Cooper. You've got youth and Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Now they look like a team that doesn't want to die. And and as we'll get to, there's a possibility of them going to run, you know, especially in that division. So East is a little bit different than what we would have pegged. Only thing for me was I thought the Giants would be a little bit more competitive. And I don't even feel that bad about it because, again, they had a chance in some of those games, and now I think they're just in full. Right. We're on to next year mode. And, and if, if you look at the record, the 1-7 and seven is kind of deceiving. I mean, it is what it is, but... It was the same thing with the Vikings in 15. You looked at an 11-5 record, but then you look at a couple of the games we lost, and really you should have had a chance at a 13-3. and Really the Giants should be looking at a 3-5 and right now, right? So not quite as bad as a 1-7. and They're probably the best 1-7 and team you'll see. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, and I don't know. Well, that's... We've talked way too much about the East already. We have. So. Um, NFC South. This one is getting kind of interesting here. Uh, New Orleans, 8-1. and one. Obviously, they, they beat us a couple weeks back. which um, just blew out Cincinnati, Cincinnati this, week. this week. 51 um, spot, I believe, they put up. Just crazy. They're doing some They're doing some things. Uh, Carolina, 6-3. and three. Atlanta, 4-5. and five. Tampa Bay, 3-6. and six. Um, So right now, Tampa Bay is on life support. Um yeah, Fitz, uh, they're, they're going back and forth between Fitzpatrick and Winston, and now it sounds like they're going Fitzpatrick. They're still fighting. I don't see them being able to dig out of that hole. I think they're dead. Um, I, I just yeah. don't. I think that they need to figure out, again, how do we... There's still some talent there. What are we going to do with it? How do we get ready for the future? Kind of similar spot as, as we said, Denver's kind of in just... Yeah. You have some talent, but you kind of need to rebuild a little bit what you yes. have. Um, Atlanta... Four and five, they've been decimated on injuries. defense and injuries. Um, Julio Jones is starting to turn it on, though, so that's that's kind of good to see. Um, but they just lost at Cleveland, you know, a, a game. That's a game to me just like Philadelphia. That Cleveland is is they were three five and one. Granted, they were they, no, a they better were two t- six and one. Or sorry, they were two two six and one. A team that was better than that record. Yep. You know, but Atlanta at four and four going there knowing hey, we can get back in this thing. Carolina's decimated with injuries, and if we can just win this football game, we're right in it with the wild card. Yep. And then you go in, and, and you get they got stopped a little bit by Baker, and he was feeling dangerous. But <laughs> uh, I, I think certainly Atlanta is a surprise. I would put them up. Maybe my third surprise this year would be Atlanta being 4-5. and five. And I know they've been decimated with, with injuries, but at what point do you, do you start to try to... I don't know, rethink where you're going down there and, and how... Right, because Matt Ryan ain't getting any younger. No, and, and I mean, they should have won a Super Bowl, and then last year, they are very close. They're, they're one Julio catch, staying in bounds from beating Philadelphia, something Vikings fans obviously wish would have happened. Yep. Uh, but 
you know, I don't know. They draft they draft Calvin Ridley, someone that's been good for them this year, especially paired with Jones. That offense has been somewhat high powered, but you know, I don't know what. I'm not really sure what I would think of as an Atlanta fan. I wish we had an Atlanta fan we could you know bring on bring on here and just. I really would be curious where their mindset is at. What is the state of a Falcon fan right now? Are you blaming it all on injuries and you're looking to next year, or do you think that this needs some other pieces to be competitive? Yeah, I can honestly see factions of both. I can see factions where they, they blame it on, well, you know, if we didn't have all these injuries on defense, we'd be more competitive in these games. Some of these games we would have won. Maybe we'd be looking at a 6-3 and three right now instead of this 4-5, and five, and we'd be right there tied with Carolina for this wild card. Um, and then I can also see guys where they're like, okay, Matt Ryan is, isn't getting any younger. Um, obviously, we have injury concerns on defense, and we need to get a couple more pieces to, to kind of put this back together to bolster this because we haven't had a successful season in a, quite a while. I mean, you gave away the Super Bowl that they were leading by massive amounts. And it was like... 28-3, right? How, how do you give that game away? I no. have no idea. And then... Last year they fall flat on their face, so yeah, I don't let, know. It's let me give you some numbers here, and I think you'll be shocked, <coughs> absolutely shocked, that a team with a quarterback at the helm and a high-powered offense with these numbers is four and five. So Matt Ryan, seventy-one point one completion percentage, three thousand fifteen yards. That's high. Twenty-one touchdowns and three interceptions, Jeez. and they're four and five. That's incredible numbers from a quarterback. Incredible, and you're in your four and five. Yeah, that's that to me says that there's some other systematic things that are going wrong. Um, so I'm looking for a couple other fairly significant changes to that roster or to, to something. Something because something's broken there. If that's what you're getting out of your quarterback, and you're still losing by that much, there's some there's some something else going on there. And and they've been in. You know, they they had a six point loss. They opened the season against the Eagles on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night football, they were at the Eagles. They had a six-point loss there. They lost to the Saints in overtime this year. They've, they've lost to the Bengals, though. That a, a team now, granted, they lost by one to the Bengals. They lost at the Steelers. They got crushed there. Since then, they've gone. They had rattled off three in a row going to Cleveland. And it's like, okay, they're back. Matty's rolling. Matty Ice is rolling. They're going to go on a little bit of a run. And you go into Cleveland, and you lose 28-16, a game that I believe Cleveland was up 28-10 to in. So, twenty-eight sixteen would be indicative of a closer game than it was actually. So, right. I don't know. Frustrating year. Again, they lost some key pieces in the secondary, which obviously is hurting them. They must be hurting on the defensive side of the ball this year with Matt Ryan posting those numbers. But Atlanta, a little bit of a surprise. A little bit. Um, but again, they're hosting the Super Bowl, so you know, Super Bowl curse. Also, Ryan Fitzpatrick, possible destination, Jacksonville. Interesting. Doesn't have to move that far. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, you can you can do Bring that. The Fitz magic to Jacksonville. You can baby. do that in the afternoon, man. Yeah. Pack up the U-Haul, get get over there, get unpacked in a day. Yeah. Uh, Carolina. Carolina. We talked about this. Uh, we don't know how they're six and three with all the injuries. We don't know how they're six and three, but I mean, is this the start of the other shoe dropping at this point? Where something maybe some of the magic is is gone. You know they they got. Obviously, what's what's bringing you to that statement is they just got absolutely massacred by Pittsburgh. Uh, yep, fifty-one to did they get to twenties maybe? Fifty-one or something. Yeah, it might have been fourteen or twenty-one something. Okay, along I think those it was fifty-one, fourteen. So let's start with the positives. Christian McCaffrey on Rio looks like the absolute real deal. He's dynamic. He's he's everywhere. Cam Newton, 
Cam is Cam. He's having, I believe Cam's having a great year. Uh, pulling it up right now, he's got 17 touchdowns, five picks. But he's also, he's, he's also a threat on the ground. Yep. You've got McCaffrey. He's got 579 on the on the ground. He's got another 440 through the air. You know, that's been fun. They're doing it without a lot of really talented receivers there either. So that offense has been clicking. Greg Olson has just come back. He missed, I think, the first maybe six-ish weeks. I think he got hurt really yep. early week one. He's back now. That offense has been doing things. But they've just been decimated with injuries. You know, I, I've got their injury thing here, and it's it's got to be 12, 15 players long. And a lot of these guys are on the IR. So do I think the other shoe is going to drop a little bit? But at this point, when I look at the NFC, they're 6-3 and three right now. They've got games... At the Lions, Lions are dead. They're they're almost like a Raiders team to me right now. So that's a win. That's going to get them to seven. Seahawks at home, possibly a win. You know, Bucks, Browns, and then they get the Saints two out of their last three. That's the that's the real kicker. But you also have a Saints team that's eight and one. But it possibly might not be playing for anything. I don't know. I see at least three or four wins here, which I think is going to be good enough for them to get into the playoffs. Sure. Um, well, also, I'll note with uh, with all divisional games, like like I believe, it, all bets are off on those. So yeah. No. Those, I, those I, two I, games against New Orleans, like, like you said, I mean, yeah, they're tough games, but I could easily, I could easily see that splitting. I, I'll put it this way: I think if they can go into Detroit and rebound, and they just got embarrassed on national TV, but now they've got the long week. You know, they've got the ten days to go to Detroit, a Lions team that certainly, as we know, looks like they're just laying down this point for anyone they, they trade away their best receiver i don't know it, it just doesn't look that good for them if they can go in and get that win and go to seven and three i think sure. at that point i've got them yeah maybe they're not gonna win the south but they're gonna make the playoffs and i don't want to see cam newton in the playoffs i i, I don't I, th- I think we've we've seen that experiment before it didn't work out well not in the playoffs but we've, we've seen cam newton before right didn't work out well um so yeah on I'm with you there. Right now, they're definitely a front runner for that that uh, second playoff spot. Um, yeah, and I think you got to be looking. You got to be positively thinking for next year if you're Carolina. Yep, absolutely. Because, because you've got a lot of injuries. You got Matt Khalil. Do you, I mean? Do you want? Do you want a little brief minute on <laughs> Khalil, or is that Matt Khalil? I'll tell you what. That Matt Khalil contract. So for one, he was he's been on IR I think since like week two or week one or two. Um, no, I think I thought he just. Oh, he was just taken off. Yeah, right? he was yeah. just taken off. So the replacement there has been doing well. So I don't even know if they'll they'll start him. They don't, Sounds I don't, like they're not going. I to. I don't think they want to break up that chemistry yeah. right now. But here's what's left on Cleo's contract. Okay, next year, next year, he has fourteen point seven million debt, and he counts twelve point one five million against the cap. That means they're under his cap hit right now. So they would lose cap space if they cut him next year. Lose. Do you think that they're in a? Do you think they're at that point? I mean, where there's no way you cut him and you lose money. He'll be on the roster next year. I guarantee it. He's 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 more valuable as a, as a backup, and not basically flushing two and a half million down your toilet than bringing in some other guy. So he'll be on the roster next year. Whether or not he'll see any playing time, well, that just depends on injuries. Um, twenty twenty, he's still got nine point eight million dead in his contract. That contract, when I when I saw him sign that, when I saw the details of that, immediately saw it was a horrible structured contract. Right. There is not a chance that contract would ever get signed in Minnesota. Yeah, I remember you talking. Just about an that. absolutely horrid breakdown of, of the money in that contract. Even next year, 
they only saved six million by cutting him in 2020. It, it's that's just an insane, an insane contract. Yeah, that was one of the biggest mistakes here, and they're gonna have to hope on some some young offensive linemen to make up for that kind of a contract sitting in their books. Well, you look in at the next couple of years. You look at what that could have been, right? For a team that now has McCaffrey, an extremely dynamic running back. Right. You got Cam Newton. Maybe you get Cam Wetton. Maybe that's a Demarius Thomas. If Maybe you, that's a you know. If you structure that properly and you structure it to where you can pick up three million next year if you cut them. That makes all the difference yeah. when you're trying to extend a guy. Even in 2020, if you structure that enough to where your 2020 dead money is only like $3 million instead of the 10 it is, that's huge. Absolutely massive when you're looking at what is, when is McCaffrey up. He's up after 2019, right? Rookie, rookie year last year, I believe. So this is his second year, I think. Oh, I thought he was out a couple of years before. Anyway, so just being able to front load all his contracts to make room for McCaffrey because you know he's going to get signed after his rookie deal. You know that right now. His trajectory is just too high. Being able to save money now is incredibly important. That's how the Vikings are in the situation they're in. That's how the Vikings have um, structured themselves to where we have, like, I think, one of the top three dead dead money figures of the last five years. Because we've structured contracts properly to where we're not in this situation. Yeah. This is a horrible situation to be in. (laughs) That's all that is. And that two minutes was brought to you by... (laughs) Brought to you by Cat Math. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just horrible contract, and you know what? He just, I don't think he just loves football, so maybe he hangs it up after this contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You never know. Maybe they discuss some sort of a, I don't know, buyout or I'm not. Right. I'm not really sure. But you can't though, because a lot of that's signing bonus. He's already got that. Right. He can't do that. Uh, uh, so I guess lastly here, let's move to the Saints briefly. They're eight and one. They started out. A little bit slower. I think their loss came early on. Yeah, they lost the first game of the year. Tampa Bay blew them out at home. Since then, they've obviously rattled off eight straight, including a win over your Minnesota Vikings. Granted, as Vikings fans, if you are a Viking fan while you listen to this, you know that that really was defined by two two key turnovers, especially Thielen fumbling, you know, Around the fifteen or what a Saints Essentially fifteen it ended up being a, at minimum ten points swing. Yeah, and then and then you have the Diggs miscommunication, which even let's just say that that doesn't happen. We punt. You still don't necessarily know they come right down the field and score right. there. So regardless, we you know we're, we've moved on from that. But certainly the Saints are playing well. They just threw up fifty one on the road in Cincinnati. Drew Brees is playing. He's he's an MVP candidate with Mahomes. They just. Actually signed Des Bryant, who on um, the next day first practice, yeah. I think maybe the second he tore his Achilles. Achilles, and uh, looks, I think today signed Brandon Marshall. Yes, brought in Brandon Marshall, someone that has experience, has been there. I think he's he's kind of turned into more of a, a team player, and it, it certainly I think he was in Seattle before this, and it sounded like everyone really loved him in Seattle, but they're. It just wasn't working out. He wasn't happy with the necessarily the playing time. He's he's a he's an old vet. He, basically, what it is, he's he's an older vet. He understands he's not going to be as dynamic as some of these younger kids are. No, and he understands that's not what they need of him. They need of him to be a consistent ball catcher. And, smart, and and they need him yep to be smart with the ball. So when you're in that fourth quarter, two minutes left situation, they know they can trust him. To get out of bounds, to make the correct decisions in those situations, they—that's what they're looking for him uh, to be. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if what that gains them in this later half of the season. Um, 
I, I am always very wary of teams that start off this hot because very rarely does it carry over to the playoffs. Yeah, there. I think that there will be a regression there a little bit. Just touching on Marshall again, I think you nailed it, the guy that will go out of bounds. And for me, it's more the guy that if it's third and seven in a playoff game in the fourth quarter, he's going to get you, he's running the eight-yard route. Right. He's not running the five-yard route and then trying to reach the ball. He's sure as hell going to get he's you. He's going to get you to the And, and we yeah. see that all the time. We see these younger receivers, and, and sometimes even the veteran receivers, that if it's third and five, don't run a four-yard route. Get, you know, get that additional. Yep. Uh, so I think he's just, brought just in. Just a little situation. Yeah, yeah, I think he's brought in from that. I think that the Saints will probably lose a game or two here or there. It, it's just rare to see these 15-1 and one records anymore. I, You know, it, it seems like. Well, heck, even 12-4 and four is hard, hard yeah. to get in this league. So, but, but Breeze is playing out of his mind. We're in the day and age where if you're not playing for anything, they tend to rest guys, you know, towards the end of the season. So right now you do have a 9-win Rams team. You do have an 8-win Saints team. So Yeah, and that's, that's going to be one thing that's going to make it interesting because uh, the Rams' loss is t- two New Orleans. Yeah. So it's so it, as long as they match record, they get they get the seat above them. Yeah, but I mean, New Orleans, we we knew was going to be a threat this year. Uh, they felt that they should have won the game last year. That Stefan Diggs Minneapolis miracle, sixty-one yards. You've heard it at the beginning of the show. They felt that they should have won that football game, and they really felt coming in this year that they were going to be an improved football team. The defense has taken a little bit of a step back this year. Yeah, that's what de- that's what I'm surprised there. Defense the, hasn't been quite as good. So it's significantly worse, I, w- I would say. Not not just not quite as good, significantly worse. Um, and which is a re- regression I wouldn't have expected based on how um, stout they were last year. Um, kind of like a Jacksonville thing, based on how stout they were the year prior, you wouldn't expect this kind of regression. Um, it just seems like they hit everything. They hit all the cylinders. They hit all the perfect cacophony of events um, in the last year and now all of a sudden it's if it's not one player making this making a mistake on this play it's another one and it just all seems to kind of stack on each other yeah and and I think they've they've managed to come out on the the right side of a lot of close football games this year you know they I'm, I'm going looking back at their schedule they edge out the Browns they they edge out the Falcons in overtime they beat the Ravens by one on a Justin Tucker missed extra point that I believe that was the game that would have sent that into overtime, yep. if I recall. And then, you know, you had the Vikings. They won by 10, but it's a game that probably should have been closer than that from a score standpoint or was closer to, than that, you yeah. know. So, you know, they've got a few games here coming up. They've got the Eagles, a team that really is their season on the line. You've got the Falcons, another team that might be season on the line. Cowboys, season on the line. And then you end with at Carolina, the Steelers, and Carolina. So they've got a little ways to go here. Now, obviously, I think they're going to comfortably make the playoffs. They're probably going to be one of those top two seeds, I think. Uh, but it, it's going to be a tough road for them. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see them falter a little bit. And I think I've, I've mentioned it on the Vikings podcast. <coughs> I really do feel that this Minnesota Viking team is going to go to the Superdome, and that is going to be a matchup we are going to see this year. So, look forward to that. But revenge game. Saints eight and one certainly look like they're in the driver's seat in the South because Carolina. I think 
a little bit too many injuries right now. And I, I don't know. Obviously, though, Carolina essentially is in control. Well, they are in full control of the South because they do play them twice. Carolina, yeah. Carolina wins out. They win the, last, they last, win the South. Last three weeks will decide yeah. that division, I think. Um, yeah, that's enough about the South. Let's move on to another fun division here. At least fun for one team. Yeah. <laughs> NFC West. Well, you never know. You got two, maybe. Wow. Well, maybe. Uh, Rams, 9-1. and one, Seattle, 4-5. and five. Arizona and San Francisco, both 2-7. and seven. All right. Here's a fun fact here. Seattle loses next week, and Rams win. The Rams win that division. Okay? They clinch in week 11, Mike. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, you're not You want to talk about a bad division that they're benefiting from? NFC West. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. I think certainly you need to mention... Injuries to McKinnon, injuries to Garoppolo made a San Francisco team a lot of people felt was going to be a 6, 7, 8, maybe well, even we, we 9 We both have these guys. San Francisco right, pegged as very competitive. Right, yeah, and, and you lose them, that hurts. Arizona is worse than I thought, significantly worse than you thought. Yeah, I thought they were going to go NFC Championship game, which I suppose technically is still possible, Hell. but it's not going to happen. No. Uh, and then you've got Seattle, a team that I had actually, I think, sneaking in as the last wild card. I have Russell Wilson winning you the know, MVP. He is having a decent year. He's got 21 TDs, five picks, pass rating of 110.2, trying to will them there. And that was kind of my whole spiel. He, if he wills them there, it's going to be. But obviously, when you look at Mahomes and Breeze doing the things that they're doing, Seattle? There's not really a chance at that. But I, I think they still do have a chance to sneak into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Seattle, But Seattle, to me, is kind of like a cockroach. Like No matter yeah, what don't. happens to yeah. them, they just never go away. Agreed. It's it's insane. Like They have an, a massively good coaching tree there. Because any other team, to take the losses that they've taken uh, in personnel over the last few years and to still be competitive at this point in the season, that's, that's just amazing. They, they came within... What six points of beating the Rams this week? They came uh, within yeah, six two of, points six of winning. Yeah, two points of winning them. I think the first time they played them, it's that's just insanity to me. Um, so yeah, I think they'll make it interesting, um, but I could also see where they lose the next couple and they're completely out of the conversation. Well, and they, they've they've been another team that's been decimated. You know, they've they've lost uh, Cam Chancellor. They've they've lost Earl Thomas. They've lost some key pieces to that secondary. Obviously, we know Sherman went to San Francisco this offseason. So, it's a little bit of a new-look team, and then also a little bit of an injured team. So, I don't know. I'm not going to predict whether they're going to get there or not, but all I know is I still love her. I still love Wilson. You know, he's my guy. So, we'll see. Rams, 9-1. They looked unbeatable through probably the first eight weeks for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I guess unbeatable might be strong, but they look like a really good football team. Uh, Just lost Cooper Cup to ATL. Yes, which which will be a, that's a big deal for them. Well, let's, well, like I said, it's it's the same same thing as the Kansas City. You have four or five weapons. Take one away, and we'll just hit you with another one. Yeah. Now you lose one of those options. Now how do you adapt to that? How, how do you change yep. what you're doing? In a, in a dynamic. A dynamic receiver for them that was good for six, seven catches a game. It definitely hit the end zone quite a bit. Good for like three touchdowns against Anthony Barr. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a big loss for them. Marcus Peters has really struggled. That's become more of a national story here lately. And I think Michael Thomas went for, 
he went for like 45 fantasy points yeah. against him two weeks ago or whatever. i tell you what, that uh, Trey Wayne's over over Peters yeah, doesn't look way, so bad now, does it? Certainly, certainly the Rams appear like they're going to win that division. And, you know, they're, they're a very good football team. Todd Gurley is unreal. I think I saw yeah. he scored a touchdown in something like 13 straight games. So he's on fire. And I think Gurley at one point had more touchdowns than the Bills. Entire yeah, team makes sense. Um, Imagine if we would have played them strongly. Yeah, I mean, that'd be something. That'd be a whole different conversation here. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. The Rams are not going to lose the West. I would, I would bet a hundred million dollars that the Rams will not lose the NFC West this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, again, well, maybe that'd be fine if someone bets a hundred million. We don't have to preface that with anything. No, you, you're going to win that bet. Yeah. Guarantee you. Um, you probably net like a million in that situation. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. If if that. Right. Um, yeah, they're like I said, they win. Seattle loses. They take the division. They win the next two. They take the division. They could legitimately clinch by next week, or you know, it, it's not going to be hard for them. Right. They're going to get that division. They're probably going to take number one seed. Um, it's going to be fun to watch that breakdown. Um, yeah, I don't know. That one, that whole division, I thought was going to be a lot more competitive than it is. Yeah, maybe next year. That was next year, Mike. Bringing it home, Mike. NFC North. The North. Are you ready? Defend the North. Defend the North, baby. All right. Right now, we got technically Chicago ahead, six and three. Yep. Minnesota five, three and one. Detroit three and six, and Green Bay who should be last or four, four and one. We do. So, <clears throat> I think who's, we start. Who's winning this? Well, I mean, I, I'm going to pick the Vikings to win it. Of course. I, I think I'm not going to stray from that, even at five, three, and one right now. That when we look at this record, I think that loss to Buffalo is really the outlier here. This this team at six, two, and one is very comfortable. We're probably even talking about them still a chance for one of the top two seeds at that point. Unfortunately, that Buffalo loss, big issue. And I still think we're okay in the North. We still have two games against Chicago. We still play Green Bay. We still have Detroit. Detroit is dead, as we'll get to momentarily. That's my only comment I think I wrote down for the Lions. But Yep, legitimately, this is what the comment reads, dead. The Lions are dead. <laughs> I initially put in the Detroit, the Detroit thinks. Right, yeah. So, I, I think that when you look at this division as a whole, the Lions, done. They trade Golden Tate away. We come in, we get ten, 10 sacks. Then they come out, Chicago jumps up nice, you know. It just, I don't know. I, they're they're kind of like a Denver situation. We touched on that really early here when we did the recap of the Vikes to start this. Sure. It, I just don't know where where they're going, what they're doing there, but I don't look to that for them to be competitive in too many games the rest of the way. So, which is that because they ended up winning against Patriots? Yeah, week what uh, week th- three, three, something like, that, three yeah. something like that. Um, they did. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It was weird, but then all of a sudden, it's like they just made a decision that we're not going to be competitive this year. Because why would you? I don't know. They get rid of Golden Tate and and whatnot. I don't know. Kind of a weird move. I thought it was, and. Maybe they're, part of their long, longer-term plans. I don't know. Yeah, they're dead. So then if we continue to work our way up from the bottom here, you've got Green Bay at 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. They have two very, very big football games coming up their next two weeks. Okay, They play on Thursday night here in a few days at Seattle, a team we just mentioned is going to be 
basically playing for its life at four and five. Seattle's a very difficult place to win. These teams have history, and that's going to be a, a really hard-fought football game. After that, they got to come to Minnesota. Historic thanks, U.S. Historic Bank U.S. Bank on you know kind of the Thanksgiving weekend Sunday night football again. Big battle, big rivalry, two really big football games that I think are going to define Green Bay's season. They've been banged up with injuries. They really have. The, the young rookies, certainly Jair Alexander, has been unbelievable. Defensive rookie of the year, I think, possible. You know, he's just been playing lights out. But they've been banged up. They've, they've had injuries to the receiving core. They, they had suspension. They, they've had all sorts of things kind of moving in. Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy rift, you know, that we've been hearing rumors of that. And so I just don't, I, I think that they're going to chalk this up to a lost year. At the end of these next two weeks, I don't think they're going to get through them and be in a good situation. When you're going to be looking overall at the NFC, you've got Carolina at 6-3. and three. That, that tie, that tie I think is really what's going to end up burning them at the end. Because I think they're going to end up with six losses and a tie, and I just, I don't, I don't like it for them. I mean, I love it for them because I hate right. Green Bay. But but if you're a Green Bay fan, that you, that doesn't get you there. No, I, it's just a weird, a weird year for them. And and I think that when you look at the Vikings, we seem to be trending upward as we'll get to next. They they're starting to play good football. That defense is starting to come around, and Green Bay is starting to concern me more. Now you're going, I don't know that they're going in the right direction. And I don't know where where are you at with the Packers? They're well. I mean, to me, the, the general the general long arc is Aaron Rodgers has one ring, and there's no possible way that you can tell me that that is justice to what Aaron Rodgers is capable of. And I hate the guy as much as anyone because he he plays in my division. I have to see him twice a year. Right. But to, to say that he's only got one ring means criminal mismanagement of the team around him. I think you're seeing some of those cracks start to form right now. Now, the question is, Mike McCarthy coaching Green Bay next year? I, I don't know. I hope so, personally. But. So do I. But if you're a Green Bay fan, are you necessarily hoping for that? Are you hoping for maybe get some fresh blood, get some fresh eyes here, someone that can maybe make uh, use of the tail end, honestly, of Rodgers' career? I, I think that Green Bay fans from what I've heard, are, are happy with the new, the, kind of the management changes that took place before this, this season. Um, obviously, moving Dom Capers out, and, and it, it seems like they're happy with those changes. It was enough to kind of wet the palate, if you will. But, man, you keep hearing about this mccarthy Rogers, and even though they've been together forever, again, you said it, they got one Super Bowl, and, and the Vikings are up and coming, the Bears are up and coming. You've got the Rams that are... I would say still up and coming. You've got some really talented teams in the NFC, and that's not even counting the Saints or possibly Carolina or possibly, you know, Philadelphia, Atlanta. You've got all these teams that are probably going to reload and be back and be good. So I think at the end of the day, you need to, to look at this roster, know that you have one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, and determine right now, and, and I would go straight to the horse's mouth. I would go to Rodgers in a, some sort of a private meeting and just, Maybe it's got to be after the season, right? When when this when the dust settles, say that they don't make the playoffs, give them a little bit of time to cool off, and you just flat out talk through it, and then you you go with it. I think you got to go with it. You got to do what he wants to do. Sure. 
That's where I'm at. I would just I would talk to him. I would go straight to him, get him involved in the decision, and I would do it. You have all your money tied up in him. You know he can he's capable of winning your games. Give him what he needs to succeed. The only thing Green Bay kind of has going outside of these next two, if they can get get through at one and two, or sorry, one and one, these next one, okay? That's gonna put them at five, five and one. That means that means winning against Seattle, folks. Yeah. But then you've got they've got the Cardinals and Falcons at Lambeau back to back. Cardinals not that good of a football team, although starting to show a little bit more signs of life since they made uh, move Byron Leftwich in. David Johnson's been a little bit more active last week, had a really big week, so you never know. Then you've got Atlanta Falcons, a team that could still be fighting at that could point. Could still be fighting, but maybe not, you know. But those two at home. Then you got at Bears, at Jets. Now, at Bears obviously looks like it's a game. They're going to be hungry because they know they should have won week one. Yep. Um, and they're pro- there's no way in hell that that game isn't going to mean something for Chicago. So that's going to be a really tough football game for them, I would think. But then at Jets, Lions at home to finish. So, again, so if, they, if they can get relatively easy. easy. So that's what I'm saying. If they yeah. can get through it one and one, if they can beat Seattle on Thursday, I think that there's a chance that this schedule treats them nicely enough Say they beat Seattle and they lose to the Vikings, they lose to the Bears, you know, then all of a sudden you're sitting at that 9-6-1, which is that good enough? You know, I don't know. Kind of depends on what, what the rest breaks. Right. Obviously. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at in Green Bay. I, I don't, obviously I never want to see 12 in the playoffs. I don't, you know, whether it's in the AFC or NFC. I don't want to see either one of those 12s. But 12s go home. Yeah. So, I, or, I don't know. Or even the 12s from Seattle. I'm hoping my guy Russell Wilson. Because you don't want to see the 12s yeah, in Seattle either. Yeah, can take care of business on Thursday night, and then how fun would it be for them to come here on Sunday night and us to, you know, put the proverbial nail in the coffin for maybe for Coach Mike? You know, that'd be nice. Maybe he gets fired that that next uh, Monday. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. But then let's so let's jump now. You want to go Chicago? Let's go or Chicago, and okay. we'll, we'll finish. With so what, I mean, Chicago. We're six and three. Surprising. We both had them as upstart. We both liked them this year as a team that was going to be better than people thought. Yep. They're even better than we thought. I think at this point, right? Well, yeah, I think you look back at the season and you look at the the Cool Mac trade, and I think that that gives a huge uh, boost to oh, that yeah. defense. Yeah. I mean, we already looked at this defense coming into this year as. You know, they're returning some good players. They were playing pretty decent defense last year. You add that, and that just adds so much to that defense that you have to account for. Um, so I think they've benefited from that in some games. But in some games, they've had that just completely let down and, and Khalil Mack who right. kind of thing. So um, to me, I read this team as, like, like you said, it's an upstart. I don't think they have enough experience as a unit yet and as a team to really be able to close out this season. Right now they're 6-3. and three. Uh, I don't think they close out with only one more loss. I just I, I, don't, I don't see that. I, I think they're going to end up a 10-6, and six, a 9-7 and seven still. Because I just don't think they have the experience to, to win some of these tough games they're going to have coming up. They yeah. play the Vikings twice. Easily the Vikings could sweep that if you believe in our defense and what our offense is capable of. But also easily, if Chicago plays to what they're capable of, what we've seen them do this season, they should win those games too. Yeah. You can argue either side of it. So, I mean, first the praise. They've got three losses by a total combined combined total of 11 points. Um, they're playing some good football this year. 
Those losses are at Green Bay, at Miami, and hosting New England. So, you know, those are all decent football teams this year. I think you've got Miami at 5-5, five and five, you've got Green Bay at 4-4-1, four, four and one, you've got the Patriots at 7-3. So, certainly, you know, no slouches on those losses. But then I go back and I look at the wins. Seattle, Arizona, Tampa Bay, the Jets, the Bills, the Lions. Not the greatest of teams. Now, this is the NFL. I'm never going to discount a win. Right. Well, we, we, know, tough. we know like, Buffalo we know. came tough. in here. Right. Took care of business. So, very good football team, but I think you nailed it. They've got the Vikings twice. They've got Green Bay again. They've got the Rams. You know, They've got some, some difficult football to play. Some big tests coming up. And I want to see how some of these younger, inexperienced guys hold up because you've got Trubisky, you've got a, you've got a Howard and Cohen, and, and, and a lot of this is a younger, newer team. You've got a, a first-year head coach there. So, you know, I, I really want to see how they hold up, and history tells me that it probably won't hold up to the level it is right now. Sure. And so I, I think when you look at Mike Zimmer and the experience and, and the, the veteran leadership that this Viking team has – I think that that's going to really be the difference maker and that they're going to come through. Even if we end up pushing, you know, going one and one there, I just think that over the course of the remaining games here, the season Vikings are going to end up coming out on top. I do think the bears make the playoffs. I think at this point, six and three, I, I've seen enough. I think yep. they're going to be a playoff team. I would agree with that. I, what I think right now, what's going to happen is, is we're going to end up flipping spots. Minnesota, I still think is going to win the North. Like, like you said, but yeah, I think that Chicago at six and three right now, they would have to completely crater to not make the playoffs at this point, based on the ball they're playing. But I mean, you also they got us twice, Green Bay and the Rams. If they lose all those, they lose all four of those games, nine and seven, nine and, seven and Green Bay in a scenario we just talked about, going nine six Could and one yeah. can leak. So you know, that's I think that a lot of people are kind of overhyping Chicago right now, and this is really going to be the grind. I want to see what they're able to do. I, we're going to get to it. It's a different <laughs> show, but I am I think you might see the true Chicago on Sunday night, and maybe true Chicago might be a little bit blunt because I do think they're a good football team, but I want to see how they come out against a very hungry, rested Minnesota team that's had right. two weeks to prep for him, two weeks to prep for Trubisky. You know, and, and we've got now a little bit more of a high flying offense. I, I the defense is getting some getting some mojo going. Prime time game. I want to see how you they got come Everson on. Griffin coming off of a couple games knocking off the rust. Put it this way: if if we were flipped, if we were in Chicago right now, we're doing that. We're, you know, we're we're the Bears guys. You know, this would be. I'd be saying this is a show me game Sunday night. Yep, this is a test. You're six and three. You think you're legit? Show me that you are, and go out and beat this Viking team, or at least play them. Play them in a really close game. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, it's like it's like we said with the Rams coming off of the Buffalo game. It wasn't important for us to win that game. Obviously, it still was. But for Vikings fans, it wasn't important to necessarily win that game. It was important to show competition in that game, right. which we did. 38-31. to 31. We were competitive every step of that game. Yeah. That's what you wanted to see in a game where you got kicked in the mouth. And now, kind of reverse here, you're flying high... You never want to listen to too much praise. You never want to listen to too much um, too much insults, right? You want to stay even keel. So have they been reading too many of their own headlines? Or, you know, are, are they going to show up and be like, okay, no, we know we're good. We know we might not be as good as 6-3 and three goes based on the opponents we played, but 
what are you made of? And that's kind of what the Vikings are going to be here in the next couple weeks. Is yeah. What are we made of this season? Yep. Are, are we meant to be there or are we not? Yeah. That's going to be defined in the next couple of weeks for, I think, both these teams. Yeah. And, and I mean, basically now, I mean, if you move to Minnesota briefly, I, I think that you're coming off a bye. You, you're starting to get healthy, we hope. Um, yep. You have three of your next four are prime time, and the one that isn't is New England. At, at the, the middle window. So. <laughs> and it, that's a game that cannot be flexed just for those <coughs> Vikings fans that are listening. Why is it that uh, that can't be flexed? Uh, Fox has it protected that week. Okay. So, uh, each week there's a couple games typically that are you know CBS or Fox that can't be flexed. That happens to be one of them. Which uh, makes sense because that's still kind of a primetime slot. They were probably yeah. banking on that slot for quite yep. a while. So most likely you're probably going to see just these three. There is a chance that obviously if week 17 is for the division uh, or for something significant. But, well, there is no Sunday Night Football for week 17. I think oh, week 17 you're... they're all done. Oh, yeah, they're all noon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you're not th- – these are going to be probably your, your – They probably aren't going to flex Miami. No. The only thing I could see maybe is Detroit, but even then Detroit's I, I wouldn't dead. see it. We already covered that. Um, but so, yeah, again, same thing here. It's this is this is a big test of the season right here, these next four games for the Vikings. Yeah, next four. I mean um, this this is just just before we even get there, the Minnesota record five, three and one. I want to point out those three losses, all right. One, inexplicable to the Buffalo. <laughs> now again, like I said, it's it's not an excuse, but it, it could be somewhat of an explanation. That was happening right around the Everson Griffin story. Yes. You don't know what kind of an emotional aspect that plays. You know, you, you hope these guys are, are able to get through that, but they're still human, so you could have played some kind of a factor, maybe got them a little bit flustered, and then by the time you actually got back on track, it was too late. Right. Um, whatever, we're not going to touch that one. That one, throwaway loss, all right? The other loss to the Saints, game we should have won. We played well, well I mean, enough to win. a game where you know what you did to lose the game. Right, it, and it, was, it wasn't like you didn't massively fall over on offense. We were moving the ball. You didn't massively fall over on defense, right? You were... Largely holding New Orleans in check, and we were without a couple key pieces that game. Right, absolutely. So I don't see that loss as being bad. And then the other loss is to the Rams. All right, who we were lockstep in, and you get a couple calls that go a different way. Maybe that game is completely different. Yeah, you lose that game by seven. You lose New Orleans by six. Ten, or ten. Sorry. Um, I mean, those two losses do not look bad on the ledger. And then the tie is against Green Bay, where you miss three field goals. Yeah. I mean, you try not to do that, you know, to explain, oh, th- well, this is why our record is this. You try not to make excuses. But as a 5-3-1 team goes, those are not bad losses and ties to be on your record. Those, that, that's what you want to be if you're going to have losses. You want them to be competitive games to teams that are right now tracking to be 1-2. and two. Yeah, and, and I think that that's why I told you that other than that Buffalo game, I think if we were looking at this and we were 6-2-1, and one, I would feel comfortable because certainly the Green Bay game, a game we probably should have won. And then, yeah, you move on, you know what happened in the New Orleans game, the Rams game, whether we should have won them or not. At least you know, hey, you had an ability to be in those football games. You were competitive, you were step for step, yep. Yep, so, I I mean, but you nailed it. The next three games, at Chicago, Green Bay, New England, sorry, next four, at Seattle. I mean, those are, that's a gauntlet. I mean, that's, they're, they're, Teams that would go 0 and 4 in it's, those games. It's Chicago so. in November. That is going to be a yeah. tough game. So no matter what way you swing it, no matter what Chicago shows up, that will be a difficult game. Yep. And and, and then you know Green Bay. It's it's always a war at New England, a team that I'm actually excited for that game. I think we match up relatively well against them defensively against New England. Yeah. And, yes. And, and 
But so, again, outdoor game. Right, and then Late Brady's November. only lost whatever it is, like 15 games ever there or something Both like that. to be 16. Uh, and then obviously at Seattle, you know, historically one of the most difficult places to play in the NFL. So it, there's a chance that they'll be dead officially by then, which I guess you might almost help secretly us, hope for. But either way, this is a gauntlet. It's three of four on the road, three of four in prime time. It's it's going to be a battle here for the Vikings, and you're really going to see what they're made of. But I think right now they're trending up. The defense is trending up. We're coming off a bye. We're getting healthy. Divisional, divisional. Let's focus here. Obviously, Chicago right now. I can't be more excited for Sunday night. Um, if we can get through these four, even if you get through them at three and one, then you look at those last three. Miami at home, go to Detroit, and then Chicago at home. You know that. Oh, that's, that's not a bad. That's not a bad sled to end the season. Right. So let's let's project that out. Say we we lose one of those next four. We win the, the the final three games of the season. Okay. All right. That's finishing up six and one in our schedule. Right, six and one in our schedule. Yes. So that's eleven four and one. Which uh, which with the tie, eleven four and one essentially beats any eleven team. So that's essentially as good as twelve and four. That's got to get you at least number three seed. Right, and I think the three seed is kind of where you shoot for here. At the, I mean, obviously. Yeah, you'd love to be a two or, or one, and you don't know what can happen. It's the NFL, crazy but, things yeah, can happen. At, at this point, it feels like those those teams are kind of a little bit out of reach at this point. I, I would tend, I, I just, well, okay, I, what, I think what, we lose two of those games. Devil's so, advocate, you lose two of those games. So right. let's say you go five and two. I think ten five and one. Ten five and one is as still good as eleven and five. Probably good enough to sneak in that that three seed. That, that'll get you a home playoff, playoff game. game, and that that's kind of where I'm looking at. And I know you don't want to go in, and you're you're planning to win all of them. But absolutely. But just just worst case scenario, if that happens, you know what? I think the biggest thing is the these next two, these two divisional games. Absolutely. If you can take care of Chicago, and then you you can basically probably eliminate Green Bay at that point. You know, I that's that's where I want to be. I want I'm looking to get two and zero, and then we'll worry about the final five. Is kind of yep. where I'm at. But yeah, I mean, as an all around, I think the Vikings are really in control. Well, the Vikings are in control of the North. We play Chicago twice. So Minnesota has control of the North. It's in their hands. And I, I would look for them to defend the North and, and uh, win the division. Same here. Um, like you said, we're, we are in control. It, it, it all goes through us still. Yeah. We're still the reigning champs. Sunday's so. a big, Sunday's the limit. I mean, the litmus test, that's the big. It, it, obviously, if you come out and you lose by 7, 10 points to Chicago... We're gonna be having a different podcast going into yes. Green Bay game, but you know if you can come out and win that football game, I no I matter think, how it happens, I don't care if it's by one or if it's by twenty, get the W. Divisional game wins are difficult. Yep. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess last. I mean, I mean, you want to kind of project out the two wild cards. Is that what you, for each side? Quick. Yeah. You want to you want to pick out uh, what's 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 for each AFC and NFC. What's gonna pick out. Who would think is going to end up? So, divisions so for me, for me right now, I'm just going to stick across the board. I think, and normally this, I don't think that this would happen, but I'm going to stick with the division winners across. I think they're all going to hang on. So New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City, Washington. Oh, sorry, I'll take Minnesota over Chicago. Um, but then New Orleans and the Rams. So 
seven of the eight division winners. I'll take Minnesota to flip with Chicago, but I'm still going to take Chicago as a wild card. And God, you know what? I got to, as much as it hurts me not to stick with my Seattle, um, I'm going to flip it over to Carolina just because they got the six and three record right now. I think Chicago and Carolina are the two wild cards in the NFC. And then when you go over the AFC, I'll, I got the Chargers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Titans. I think they're just going to stay in enough football games to get in. All right. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good picks there. All right. Um, AFC, I, I think I'm the same as you. Uh, who's leading right now? I think is going to end up taking it. Um, I'm going to actually go Baltimore, and the Chargers are going to get the wild cards there. Oh, Lamar Jackson led, or, or is it Flacco led? I think I think Flacco goes down for a couple weeks, and Lamar Jackson comes in, lights it up, and they they ride the hot hand. They keep Flacco in reserve in case yeah. something happens. And I think he's, he does just enough to to beat out the you know the Tennessees, the Cincinnatis, the Miamis in that last wild card. Uh, NFC side, yeah, I don't see Washington losing control of that. I don't see the Rams losing control of that. Definitely. Um, New Orleans, I don't see losing control. So we're the same divisional winners there. Minnesota flipping with Chicago. Um, you know what? And then I see Chicago and Green Bay. North's going to send three. You're going to take three from the north. North's going to send three. I think Carolina gets a couple injury bugs here, and they start to, to fall down a bit. All right. That's what I got. That's what I got, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, Green Bay and Seattle are the obvious other two that, that seem – like they would have a chance, but you know, I can't fault you for for saying Green Bay. Now, the only thing, if I had to find some sort of flaw in the logic, there would be there's so many games. We play Chicago twice. We play Green Bay. Green Bay plays Chicago. Like those are all most likely some losses adding up there. So that's why I would just. That's kind of why you're I went you're Carolina. You're too deep in it, Mike. Well, I don't know. Because Carolina's also got two against New Orleans. So. True, but New Orleans might not be playing for anything. They'll still be playing for something, Mike. Well, they have the tiebreaker on LAR. Unless something completely goes off the wheels with one of the two, they'll still be playing for something, I think, week 17. Right. I think week 17 will decide number one, number two seed. All right. Honestly. All right. Heard it here first. <coughs> first and probably last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for the uh, the State of the Union here. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, we've got, what, six, seven weeks left? Something like that. Yeah, there's a couple a couple tight divisions that are going to make it interesting. Um, South Indy, Indy could make a run. Tennessee could make that interesting. They're only one game back from Houston, man. I, I think the South is is definitely the most intriguing. That, yeah. And then along, obviously, with the, the North. And yeah, the, the NFC, NFC North, yep. Those two divisions, you know, you can argue Detroit is dead for the tenth time on this show. But, but you can also argue that Jacksonville, Jacksonville is dead. Jacksonville... But let's say that Jacksonville all of a sudden runs off four games, and I don't know their schedule, but maybe they beat a couple of those teams in the South. You know, you never know. But You never know, but the hole is big. Yeah. Same with Detroit. The hole is big. They could do it. The hole is too big for them right now at this point. Certainly. Um, it's uh, The North is going to be fun. We'll, we'll see. I hope it's not fun for the other teams. I hope it's just fun for us. Like I said, man, just uh, that defense got to continue to roll. They've been playing well. We'll talk more about that, you know, next podcast, talking about Chicago. Um, yeah, it's it, it's looking like a, a very, very nice second half of the season here. Um, should be some very interesting games. Three primetime games in a row here. Um, so just enjoy it, Vikings fans. Just enjoy it. 
You're about to see our guys on the national stage pretty much essentially four four weeks of the next four weeks here. So enjoy it. I know you like the noon games because, you, you know, you get the game over then you get to kind of decompress if you lose. At least for me, whenever you play a Sunday night game or Monday night game and you got to go to bed if you lose, it's like it sucks. It just kind of angry. You hope you had a couple hours to kind of blow it off. But right. Yeah. It is what it is, guys. It's it's some fun fun football coming up here. Yeah. Some very fun games. And make sure you tune in to that L.A. Rams-Kansas City game. Yeah. That's going to be a burner. Yeah, take the over. Oh, yeah. Take the over. Again, uh, Skulger's podcast is not responsible for any betting <laughs> wagers that you make on the over or under on the Kansas City-L.A.R. games. So, uh, <laughs> any final thoughts here? No, I don't think so. I think that should do it. Wrap it up for us here, Scolders Podcast, Scolders.com. I'm at Namak7 on Twitter. Muskie right. underscore Mike. That's where we're at, part of the uh, Climbing the Pocket Network. Um, check their stuff out. they got plenty of good stuff over there. Uh, I'm going to do it for us, and we'll catch you next time. We're talking about Chicago. All right, Skull. Skull.